Welcome back to another episode of the Renewal Session. I'm your host, Marianne, Christian therapist, mom, and now podcaster. And with me today is my co-host and daughter, Katie. Hi, everybody. Nice to meet you all. I'm Katie. I'm a social worker by trade and Marianne's daughter and co-host of a podcast. How about partner in crime? You're not going to go with that? Partner in crime. Yes, I'll take that title too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. We haven't committed any crimes quite yet, but no. give us time. Just give us a second. We'll, uh, we'll make some jokes that just don't land, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that'll be criminal. Okay, so it's fun to be back. We're going to talk about another subject. Uh-oh, we now have a sound engineer. I should preface that. Yeah. We, um, if Neil, listened- go, ahead and, go ahead and shout hello. Go ahead and shout hello, Neil. Hello, everybody. <laughs> okay, so really quick before we jump into our subject. This I is think a it's family a- operation. Yeah, yeah. So if you've listened to any other podcast episodes, you know that we have um, typically outed yeah. Neil, or as we refer to him as Papa, mm-hmm. and... We do this because he's just got a lot of material. Don't you feel like he's got a lot of material? Yeah, very lovable guy. He also has discovered the uh, sound effects buttons, so we'll try to use those sparingly. But uh, <laughs> he is here in the background. <laughs> there we go. Okay. He, so so he, he wanted so badly to be a part of this. How can you guys use me? What I want to be on it. And I don't think we've actually told this story but so if we have, I apologize, but there was a point at which we contemplated bringing him on, providing him with a mic and whatnot. Yeah, letting him talk, say yeah. his piece. Yeah. And so one night him and I got in front of, uh, at the time we only really had one microphone and, yeah. and the computer. And so we got in front of it and we had open the program. It's called Audacity, right? And... <laughs> I'm talking and it's registering my voice up and down with the sound waves. And then I asked Papa a question and it, and he goes to answer and it literally is not registering his yeah. voice at all. It was all. like totally flatlined. Like totally flatlined, which only goes to prove my point, which is, and he explains this best, but that his voice lives in everyone's like, death zone yeah it's like only dogs can hear it (laughs) (laughs) he says really smart things you just gotta really focus yeah yeah yeah. and 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 he does he does speak a little mumbleies yeah right um so So anyway that's our third amigo yeah so we we decided the incorporation of him was going to be um our sound engineer and an occasional interrupter with the sound effects. So yeah. if you hear a sound effect in the middle of our episode, it is simply because Neil has decided he's bored with our content. And, and would he like is to voice his opinion. Yeah. In a wah, wah, or a brach. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to break into our subject, Neil. Do you have any sound effects that you would like to push? Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. And on to the topic of radical acceptance. That's right. And Thank you gonna... for your blessing, sound engineer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are going to talk about radical acceptance, which is interesting because this is something currently I've just been working on in my life. I, I actually have a hard time with this. Yeah. Do, do you feel like you have a hard time? Yeah, I feel like acceptance? maybe we should kind of give context of like what it is so you, people know what we're struggling with, though, first, maybe. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So rare and rare form I'm tonight. just saying. <laughs> so ra- radical acceptance is the idea of 
accepting and uh, taking in information that might be difficult and not judging ourselves or our reactions emotionally to whatever it is that we're having a hard time with. So it's just allowing for complete acceptance of the struggles that we're experiencing or um, maybe it's friends' behaviors that won't change or maybe it's your life situation or world events or whatever, allowing ourselves to accept that thing and then move on and process through that. Yes. Yeah. And, a, and another, uh, just an add-on, that it has its roots in psychological theory put out there by Carl Rogers yeah. and Marshall Linehan and even Buddhism, right? Yeah. And Buddhism basically says that radical acceptance has to happen because there's a suffering because you've attached yourself to the set of circumstances. Right. And part of the radical acceptance is pulling away from that attachment so you no longer experience the suffering or the pain yeah that goes with it which right? is so hard right right yeah. so I think you know it'll be interesting as we unpack this um to look at what are some signs of lack of acceptance yeah like what does it look like when people are really trying to deny the things that are happening in their lives yeah and I think yeah. there's some like phrases that can typically go and I I always feel like you know if somebody gives me examples of things that say that get said, I kind of go, yeah. Oh, well, I do that. Yeah. And then I kind of attune myself to the times that I do say it and then I can go, okay, obviously I'm not accepting the situation and I'm going to need to work on some radical acceptance here. Yeah. Totally. Right. So can you think of phrases that you say because I think some of mine are simple things like I can't deal with this. This isn't fair. Things shouldn't be like this. It's just not right. Yeah. What's wrong with them? Yeah. That's, a, that's another one that typically I'll say, like, I just don't get it. Yeah. Right? I think I I think I err more on the side of, uh, you know, when we talk about the grief cycle, one of the stages is denial. And I think denial can get in the way of radical acceptance a lot. And I will come, I think, from the perspective of, like, are you sure like, there, that can't be the answer. Like, that can't be the end result. Like, and I think that I just won't accept that whatever it is that's in my life has come to its resolution. I think another sign, too, because I, I, I agree with that. And I think in addition to that. Because I'm like, a, I'm an investigator. Like, I just want to get to the bottom of it. And I just sometimes, if I don't like the answer that I've been given, I will investigate to continue to try and find a different answer. So that delays my acceptance, I think, a lot of the time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think for me, um, one of the things that I often struggle with, with um, acceptance is I I genuinely believe that people have good intent. Yeah. Or that people are as thoughtful Mm -hmm. as I like to believe that I am or that people have... um, like can circle back and apologize for things. And one of my number one signs that I am not accepting things is I overthink it and I overprocess it. Right. To the point that I think you would agree, Papa would agree, Jack would agree. At nauseum. What? Sorry. sorry. (laughs) I was just saying at nauseum. Like, I... But I I think that you literally (laughs) explore every nook and cranny. And that means that you find resolutions that other people do not notice sometimes. Uh We got a hand raise over here. You don't want a sound effect in that? Oh, my gosh. Don't. You're in danger. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Use your sound effects wisely. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I just, I just think that you find resolutions because you overthink stuff that you find resolutions that sometimes wouldn't. So there is like a, there is a positive to it in some situations, but I think sometimes when we overanalyze stuff, it can be to our own detriment. Yes. Yeah. And I think it can be to the detriment of those that you're needing to process, to, yeah. to process it with because they've gotten there. Yeah. Their rate of acceptance is radically different than mine. Right. And and just to put a little, you know, end on that is yeah. that based on your story yeah. and how you've been harmed, everybody has triggers, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has something that has led to their belief system, what they value. Yeah. And as a result of that, that can cloud the acceptance that, totally. we, that we have, right? Yeah. Well, and especially I think when you have multiple people processing the same situation, those differences, whether they be cultural or past traumas or triggers or whatever, I think that that's something super important to bring out because sometimes it's a couple that's trying to process something that's really difficult, right? And accept that thing that's really difficult. And if the couple is not coming to that radical acceptance at the same time, yes. that can present a whole slew of issues within a marriage or a relationship that can be really hard to navigate if you're not willing to acknowledge that sometimes that acceptance rate is slowed down based off of another person's history. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I and to add to that, I think some of the places that are hardest, because you, you just mentioned this, hardest to work through things and come to a place of acceptance is in our more intimate relationships Absolutely. and the people that we, you know, find ourselves like family Navi- members, yeah. great long, long-term friendships. Navigating life with. Yeah. Absolutely. And so we want to believe that those people are thinking about the relationship as much as we are. Yeah. Right. And I can, I can speak for examples in my life in which I have really elevated the importance of people. Yeah. Only to discover that I am not of the same level of importance to them. Yeah. And then which grappling. Is so painful. Yeah. Yeah. And then having to grapple with, okay, wait a minute, I've got a whole set of, you know, things that I am doing to demonstrate that you're important to me. Mm-hmm. And yet those things aren't being reciprocated as often or as easily. Yeah. Right. And I certainly don't want to put myself on a pedestal like, oh, I'm just the best friend because. No, but I think Lord everybody knows, finds us. I, I think everybody finds themselves in situations where they're pouring into somebody else more than they're receiving. I think that's a very common life experience. And I think that's also something super difficult to accept. So I guess if we use that as the example, right, if we're going to build off of something, how do we go about accepting or what are some skills that we can use in order to process through the difficulty of that? Like if that's going to be our example. Yeah. So I think, I think one affirming our, our experience is an important thing. Like this is this is truly happening to me, right? Mm-hmm. This this um, hope for something, yeah, to be different or yeah. or um, to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And I think there is this starting point of acknowledging that there's a grief attached to whatever yeah. is going on for you, and just yeah. saying this is really hard for me. Because I want this to look different. I have a desire or longing that isn't getting met. And I think 
showing ourselves self-compassion is an important part of radical acceptance because that's the piece that says, okay, I got to take care of me. Yeah. And not in a selfish, bitter, or unforgiving way, but just in a way that says, you know, this matters to me. Absolutely. And I need to work through that. Yeah. Right? I think that, like, the phrase, I really like the phrase of, like, hold, like holding space for a feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that we aren't really told is okay. Like, I think a lot of the time it's like, oh, just push it down or, like, oh, they're not going to be receptive to that conversation, so there's no point in even talking to them about it. But I think there is something to privately holding a space for that grief that you're talking about and, like, honoring the emotion of this is really difficult. Like, this is really difficult to accept. And I'm a big, like, tangible feelings processor. Like, I really like the act of art, like, doing art to process a feeling or writing a letter and then never delivering it, right? Like, allowing yourself to work through the emotion and hold space for that emotion without, like, Squand like without squelching the ability to process, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And um, different than you. Yeah. Right. You you definitely go to the creative place of holding the space for your emotions. Yeah. I think one of the things that can happen that actually can escalate the suffering attached to things is that we don't verbalize the the disappointment or the longing yeah. that isn't being met. And so if we are over processing something. We're processing the hurt. We're not processing the loss. Right. Right. So give me an example of like phrases that would make the difference between like I'm processing my hurt, not I'm processing my loss. So without getting overly specific, right, right, I can say that. General examples. um, You know, certainly you have been part of conversations that I've had where I said, you know, I just I, I just thought that it was going to be like this yeah and it's just disappointing like I I I think I just got excited because it was you know I had this idea that this was going to happen or this person was going to respond or something as simple as they were going to apologize yeah right or they were going to say um hey you matter to me in some form or fashion right and when that didn't happen or or, you know, there's nothing worse than, like, telling somebody they matter to you and then being like, thanks. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Right? Yikes. And, and being able to verbalize. Because yeah. typically I think people do go to, can you believe this? Yeah. Like, seriously. That's yeah. a common word for me in my vocabulary. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, yeah. just say X, Y, Z. Right? Yeah. Um, it's not that hard is yeah. another thing I say. Instead of saying, I put myself out there to -hmm. tell this person they mattered, and it was really painful to just hear, thanks. Yeah. And what I really wanted to hear is, you matter to me also. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So I think it's just that, that, that permission to be able to say, you know, that was hard for me to experience. Totally. And, and you know, that can look different for every person. I think for me, it's easy to go there, but sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to be so touchy feely. It can just be something as simple as that sucked. Yeah, absolutely. I wished it had gone this way. Right. Right. Yeah. On a, like a, for like a light example, because I feel like 
we are it's it, we're due for a story now. We've talked for a while, so this is my story. Oh my gosh, what is um, your story? My my example that I just kept thinking of, I was like, this is stupid. I shouldn't bring it up. I long long time ago thought that I was going to be an Appalachian Trail oh through my hiker. Gosh, here we go. I thought that I was going <laughs> to hike the Appalachian Trail, and I can totally relate in being able to not process my grief because. <laughs> Y'all took me. I'm sorry. I should not. It was true grief. You guys took me to the Appalachian Trail and made me hike. And I was so embarrassed that I hated it so much. Okay, wait. I gotta I gotta fill in. No, no, no. No, no. I'm gonna give them the whole story. You can go back and fill in details. Okay, okay. you guys took me to the Appalachian Trail. I was so embarrassed that I hated it. Because I had spent months, like I had spent six months, I had picked out my backpack. Exactly. Like I was ready to go. And yet I had never, and yet I had never stepped off the porch. (laughs) You had created a. I was maladaptive daydreaming, as we like to call it in this house. Anyway, so I was, we get there and we start walking. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to be. The girl that hikes. I want nothing more than to be an active person that does something impressive, right? And then we get there, and I do about a mile and a half. My toes are frozen. <laughs> I am miserable. Jack, my brother, has cried on the hike. And Everybody's, he's breaking into that song. Yeah. Um, what's the? It's, it's a Christian song. And yeah, it's like, it's a, this, this is not where I belong. <laughs> And, and he started like singing 11. that on the trail. Yeah, he was hysterical. <laughs> but anyway, so I had to come to this turn. Like, I, I my processing was, um, that was not my favorite. I'm not going to do that again. I don't really like hiking, I don't think. Whatever. But internally, I was fighting the battle of, like, one, I'm embarrassed. Because I've spent six months planning my life around this trip that I actually ended up not even liking the first mile and a half of. Um, but two, like, the the... Rose colored glasses were shattered of like, this is not going to be my life. And there was a grief with that because I had decided that that was going to be my new identity. That was going to be how I found my importance in the world. And so I think, (laughs) I know that's a silly example and like, yes, please laugh about it because it's hysterical to me now. But there was, (laughs) Neil. (laughs) Okay. Checkmate. Okay. Anyway, but I, you know, I think that that's a relatable experience because I think people go through life. They're hoping for new jobs. They're hoping for a certain kind of partner. They're hoping for whatever it is. And then there's like the grief of not getting it kind of like what you were talking about. But then it's also like overcoming the embarrassment and the radical acceptance of all of the feelings that come through with like a life event that doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. Like, I think there was a lot of people grieving a lot of stuff when COVID hit. Yes. Like weddings were canceled. People couldn't go to the relatives funerals. Like how tragic and horrible is that? And I work in healthcare. And so seeing all of that on the front lines every single day, it made you so aware of like, it is really difficult to accept when you are in a corner and there are no options. Exactly. And so I think that everybody probably can relate to that because everybody lost something during COVID, whether it be a life event, whether it be the inability to see a loved one or whatever, like we've all struggled with the feeling of not being able to accept something in the last three years. Yes. You know? Well, and I don't really know how to follow that up with the color, the technicolor experience of that Appalachian Trail moment. Yeah. But I I do feel like 
if we're only going to talk about it one time on the podcast, that okay. I have to give a little color. Yeah. Because there was also an element of our own relationship, which we always bring transparently yeah. to the podcast. Totally. And that you make, made fun of me. <laughs> That's, that, is that's, that the, that's the piece you want to highlight here? Well, I mean, I feel like people know that already, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> okay, so so as Katie so eloquently said, she had gone through a six-month period of doing this. and um, I also were, bought a hammock in the middle of all of that. And I think, wasn't there a book called Walk in the Woods? Um, yeah, A Walk in the Woods, yeah. A Walk and in the Woods. And then the next year, Reese Witherspoon came out with um, her In the Wild movie or whatever where she hiked the pct which is the pacific coast trail oh but anyway that's not related so so katie would not let this die and and this really actually escalated into a real thing within our relationship yeah. because um, i would not shut up yeah you were pretty, pretty i hyper fixate on stuff yeah and I, so I, I did it pretty bad in high school and college yeah so so <laughs> I love how you're I also like, did you're arm outing knit. yourself. I know. I also, I also did a, I had a stint of arm knitting. Uh, you can Google it. It's not the best. That Make was some hard. really ugly we, blankets. We I got tied up. We I couldn't get out. <laughs> I, got, I got myself stuck in giant yarn. And the worst was that you presented this blanket to a friend of ours. Tyler Gill, thank you so much for your feedback. He yes. called it Swiss cheese. Yeah, more importantly, he was in a, se a season of his life where he was really working to be kind mm -hmm. and not have the instinct of the bro reaction. Yeah. And so he was trying to be open minded. Yeah. And I think he said something like, oh, it looks like it could have been from free people. <laughs> and which is his translation of like, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> He tried so hard. Yeah. But the best was many, many years later, we went out and bought a chunky blanket. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And I gave we it to him for Christmas and I told him, Tyler, I knitted this. Isn't this so great? Because several years prior, he had called my blankets with cheese. And he was like, holy cow, you knitted this? And I let him believe <laughs> that I knitted that for probably three or four months, right? Like we told... It, it seemed like yeah. a long, long time. It might have been three or four minutes, but it was enough to to really like yeah we got him drive good. home the moment yeah okay got him pretty good okay so let's let's circle back because clearly you have outed your yourself in that but there was a radical acceptance moment for me yeah in that and that you you said to me in a in a moment of real frustration right you said you are a dream crusher yeah right and and that has stayed with me for ever since really and it wasn't, it wasn't until I processed that with a, a friend that she said, you know, maybe one of the things that you want to do with Katie, if this is something she enjoys mm -hmm. doing, which is this daydreaming and, yeah. and, and whatnot, is to ask her, is this a dream or a goal? Yeah. And the reason being was that I was turning all of your dreams into goals. And trying to make them happen for me, which is and a super supportive thing. And you were presenting thing. them like they were goals. Yeah, because I didn't know the difference. Right. But now because we've moved past that we have gotten to a place yeah of accepting radically yep. i would say the differences between our personalities and finding a bridge through c communication and conversation to say okay what you know what is it you want me to understand about you yeah um 
so that I don't get in this position of having to feel like the dream crusher again. Yeah. And, and, you know, I appreciate the fact that you said I did all of this prep work. And even though, you know, during the process I was called a dream crusher, Mm -hmm. we, we did go to the Appalachian trail because I, in the end, I wanted you to have an experience. Um, I, I suspected the experience would turn out the way it did, but there was also a really beautiful moment there in the woods where your father and I, um, wrote a letter to you. Yeah. Um, I still have those to, to bless you. And, and it was, it was, it was my going off trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was like my going off to college. Yeah. So that was very, that was a sweet moment. Um, and we were able to have that because we were in that environment. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so let's just talk about for one second. Yep. Okay, maybe more than one second. But yeah. um, where are important places in our lives to have radical acceptance? Because I think sometimes people, um, even after life traumatic life events, struggle with acceptance. And yeah. one of the places I think that we can um, talk about is more traumatizing events in people's lives where we have to do some acceptance of like, I have to get out of this relationship. This is not safe for me anymore. Yeah. Or this, this, this thing happened and now we have to figure out how to address the aftermath. it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think, you know, one of the, one of the downsides of not going through the acceptance process is that living in denial or mm-hmm. living in anger and shame. Right. And so I think there are places where we have to be able to say, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with the acceptance of this. And totally. And going and seeking out either a a great therapist or a pastor or just your support system, friends and family. Right. Because we never want people to stay in those those traumatic experiences. We want them to be able to detach from the suffering that comes with them so that they are able to heal and move on. And acceptance is a part of the healing process. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Do you feel like we've covered it pretty well? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, there's nuances to acceptance in every different individual situation. Mm-hmm. But I think the overall idea of being able to not able able to identify when you are not accepting something yes is a huge one because sometimes I think we're like oh I've accepted it and yet on the backside we're still researching and on the backside we're still talking to people about it and trying to figure out things mm-hmm. you know I think that being able to have language for that and what that would look like specifically um, is helpful because I don't think that people talk about denial regularly right well, and, and part of acceptance is the breaking free from it, right? right? That's a really important piece because a lot of times people assume that acceptance means you have to villainize this, this set of circumstances. Well, and I also think people assume that radical acceptance has to come first, right? Like, I think that you can make steps towards radical acceptance, like starting to remove, like if there's a toxic person in your life starting to remove them from certain social media platforms and then starting to like maybe delete pictures of them on your phone. And even like, even if you still have to interact with that person, right. And like that radical acceptance can be something that's achieved over time. It doesn't have to happen all at once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there are, there are concepts that can feed into that and we can kind of like boundaries and like, you know, starting to implement those things 
over time. So radical acceptance isn't necessarily radically fast. It just means it's all encompassing as in like radical as in like all encompassing. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I find is there, there can be phrases and words that I institute into my life to, to move that along. Right. Right. Um, to say, how do they present themselves? What, what is it that is frustrating me? And is there the possibility that they don't have it to give? Right. You know, totally. because sometimes people's capacities for intimacy, capacities for workload, processing speeds, mm-hmm. all of those things. You know, I have a tendency to think that people can do what I do. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I don't think mean, at the I speed d- that I you can think. Yeah. I don't mean professionally. I just mean I'm a fast thinker yeah. and I don't need a ton of prep time to to reflect on things. Yeah. And I don't. You are literally a mental Rubik's cube of a person. Like when you when I see like people doing those Rubik Rubik's cubes on YouTube, like fast, you fast, you yeah, like fast ones. I'm like, oh, mom could do that in a heartbeat if she really set her mind to, mind to it. But like that's sometimes when you're processing through something, that's what it feels like to like watching you process. Whereas I feel like I'm the person that's doing like the zen garden <laughs> so, like maintaining their little sand patch and i'm like see i wonder what would happen if i moved this and you're like i've already f- solved 10 rubik's cubes and blah blah blah. you know so i think it just like everybody thinks at a different speed everybody thinks prioritizes the way they think differently yes right like some people exactly. are focused on safety first other people are focused on let me figure out what i want to say first you know and well like, and even something as simple as that's just not that big of a deal to me yeah, and yeah. me going priorities or you going, yeah. What that is like the biggest deal, right? right? And so I think acceptance can just be that you recognize that the other person has different order, different boundaries, different capacities, absolutely. Um, and and allowing yourself to then shape how much you expect from them and how much energy you invest in the relationship exactly Absolutely. exactly so yeah. you know what's the takeaway right the takeaway is to pay attention to the things that you find yourself over processing yep to to notice your feelings and allow yourself the possibility that maybe the other person isn't withholding from you it's just they see the world differently exactly yep. and and then begin to adjust yourself so that you aren't struggling with that over and over again and hold that space for your feelings and your longings not being met or your disappointments but at the same time going okay yep now I have new information and with this new information I get to make different choices yeah and then that empowerment comes back to you rather than living in the powerlessness of the non-acceptance absolutely right so hey perfect fun to talk yeah fun to talk no I think this is great so we started book club this week just we to wrap up. Yeah, we've and, got a cool group. And ha- did you love it? Yeah, I you think it's so fun. Yeah, book club, book club. Oh, there, there's, there's the a little, little jingle. Yeah, a yeah. little theme song. Yeah. Yeah, so so we started that, but that doesn't mean people can't join. Yeah, And the, and the way on. to join that uh, simply is to reach out to us through our social media. Facebook. Um, through Facebook or Instagram, send us a little DM saying, hey, I'm interested in that, and we can send you the information. We'll just need your email to be able to do that, and you can jump on. also send us ideas of what do you want us to talk about. You know, we're a podcast for the people. 
Oh, look at podcast you. for the people. You, I'm raising Wait. my fist in solidarity for the people that are listening. But anyway, I, I, um, go yeah. ahead and send us ideas. What are things that you'd like for us to talk about? You know, we've got a good little group following us. And so um, it's kind of we can do whatever we want. And it's kind of specialized. So yeah, I'd love to. Form. Yeah, I'd love to see what the what the listeners want to hear about and see what kind of stories I can out myself on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you did a really good job on outing yourself this time. So I really got to think about what I know. It's your turn now. It's your turn now. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody knows about Neil, our great hidden secret. So. Okay. Well, on that note. (laughs) Anyway, everybody have a great rest of your week. All right. Yes. Yes. We will see you next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening.